Hopefully, people in my apartment building won't be hammering this time. <laughs> like they were last time. Doing vital construction. To Which the... didn't happen until we started recording. <laughs> oh, it was, you know, a bit of a nightmare to edit. Um, yeah. I mean, what am I going to do? Talk to my neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. Um, but I think we got to a place where it's not like impeding anything. You yeah, can only really hear fair. it when they're hammering we and you're talking out. at the same time. Well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Can get, can get rid of it. But nothing I say is you can cut out everything I say. <laughs> um, there is this program I've been looking at called Isotope. Uh, it's like an audio program. It's not really for editing, but it's for like doing things to audio, manipulating it. And apparently mm-hmm. you can pick things out like that. Like it'll just take the hammering and nothing, like nothing of Can't the voice. Can't you do that on Audition? A little bit, but this seems to be like a more automatic process where you just kind of like pinpoint the sound you want and just like, oh, it kind of just sucks it out of the audio. It's pretty cool, but it's very expensive. It's a very expensive program. Of course. Yeah. What are you going to do? But anyway, welcome to film school. Uh, my name is Tyler Robertson. Uh, your co-host <laughs> so today. Uh, <laughs> um, I had to wake up earlier than usual to see this movie because we had to see it in theaters and there's no play times anymore because it's almost out what of time theaters. did you have to wake don't up? worry about it because we were just talking yeah <laughs> before we started, all right and you said you told you complained to me for months that you have to wake up super early for your job so i thought you would wake <laughs> up at like 4 a.m and then you were like, no, I was talking about L.A. time. It's early there. But for me, I work from eight to five or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, so you have a normal job. Mm-hmm. So what's my early clock, man. waking up clock. to see a movie on a Sunday at like one on a Sunday? We woke up at like 1030. <laughs> 11. The dedication to this podcast is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> we really, we're really committed. Anyway, uh, with me today and always, Courtney Hall, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah? Thanks for asking. Good. Good to hear. And making his grand return, Chase, how are you? Hello. How you doing? Good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be Chase. Um. <laughs> And it's good to be back, honestly. And can I just say something before we really get into this? Absolutely. I think that it's super brave that despite everything happening with uh, Joe Rogan and Spotify, the two of you decided to keep all of your episodes with violent slurs up. Um, <laughs> you guys won't be stopped. And I think that's pretty cool. So you guys keep it up. Yeah. 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 We don't believe in censoring. <laughs> we will not be taken down we will keep going <laughs> yeah until... and if you want to know what those words are go back and listen to yeah try and find school. them <laughs> try and find them listen to them multiple times start from episode one really show us yeah really give it to us yeah really do your research because you got to do your own research you know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> god uh <laughs> anyway today we are talking about Licorice Pizza, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie from last year. 
it is up for a number of Oscars. So we are listening and watching and talking about it uh, during Oscar season. We're not doing any listening. I mean, there's audio in the whatever. Um, you okay? Yeah, I'm losing my mind. The movie has been listened to. Yeah, we did listen to it. There's some good music yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess <sighs> my first and, and only question about this movie mm -hmm. is do we think Barbara Streisand knows it exists? Do you think it's on her radar in any capacity? Because my answer to that is no. I would say it's a, a small chance. It's a low chance. But she did get paid for it because they used her name. So she might have had to been asked about it, like, hey, they want to mention you in this movie. They want to talk about your knows. last name. Yeah? Okay. I think she's well aware. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming she's an Academy voter. So... Uh. Yeah, I doubt she can't, gives a shit about any of this stuff. Like, I bet her assistant <laughs> got it okay. and, like, sent it over, and she was like, ah. <laughs> like, she's, she's too busy, like, cloning her dogs and shit. Like, I don't think she cares <laughs> at all. That's a, good, that's a good point. <laughs> she may have been uh, busy with the dog learning, but I think she's probably, I think she's at least aware of it. I don't think she, I, I think she's probably heard uh, the phrase licorice pizza. Yeah. And she's probably had that reaction that I've had, I have dogs to clone uh, kind of reaction. Yeah. Maybe she's a big fan of There Will Be Blood. <laughs> so she's like, I got to see. Isn't everybody? PTA's new flick. Ball. Yeah. New Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> You've seen every movie. <laughs> She's like, I love Phantom Thread. Got to see his new movie. Yeah. I nope. was the whole time during that sequence was like, is Barbara going to show up? Like I was thrilled. <laughs> and then she did it. And I was so pissed. <laughs> who, was, who was Bradley Cooper playing? John Peters. John Peters. Okay. Yeah. Is he an actor? I don't know who that is. I should have looked um, it up. I think some he's some sort of some, some sort of entertainment <laughs> <laughs> He was funny. I liked him. He a lot. was funny. I liked his um assistant though, Steve. Steve was great. Yeah. Talking to Barbara on the phone <laughs> was particularly there's four small children. <laughs> and a, a one woman, a girl? I don't know how old she is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, though, like, Bradley Cooper playing another. An actor like, playing an actor, yeah. Yeah, but also, like, he was, because he did the remake of A Star is Born, <gasps> which was, like, Barbara Streisand. Oh, my God. The connection. I only want to see Bradley Cooper in Streisand-related <laughs> I mean, have you content. been absent since A Star is Born? Is that, like, is that... It, that may be what he's doing. He may be, just be finding those projects. Yeah, finding those I roles so. that relate him to her. I mean, even though I like, have been very aggressive negatively towards A Star is Born, and yeah. I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I do hope that that's the career path he's, he's taking. chosen, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, I was excited to see him in this. Yeah, I heard him on the... Well, I thought when she was talking to Ted... On the phone, the guy she was trying to sell the waterbed to Ted. I thought that was Bradley Cooper. I was like, that's Bradley Cooper. Because I knew he was in the movie somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I also thought that they were like packing up the store because it was closing. 
So I was confused why they were like I, that. Just threw me. A lot of things confused me in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be clear. <laughs> yeah, it definitely it definitely falls in line with the rest of his filmography, the Paul Thomas Anderson. It's like it has um, every movie of his has that weird element to it, and this one just happens to be that it's about a twenty five year old wanting to date a 15 year old in 1973. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's the juxtaposition in this movie. Um, but it's, it's neat. I mean, we were talking before we started recording that I saw Jackass the day after I saw Licorice Pizza <laughs> and like, you'd think nothing, there's no similarities. I mean, they're kind of both the same. Like they're both vignettes with no storyline. Hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So I think I was watching them being like, these are actually very similar. The the timeline was very, I didn't know when time was passing and when it wasn't because we just kind of cut to the next thing. Yeah. We it's like started yeah. doing the next thing. And I was like, w- wait, so has this been five minutes or five months? Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of time passes throughout the entire I don't the think a lot of time passes. Well, he doesn't have his 16th says, birthday. Yeah, he says my birthday's in a month, and then he, like, throughout the film is like, I'm still 15. <laughs> yeah. Shit, man. So this all happens in, like, three weeks? <laughs> it feels like, um, from start to beginning, not much time time has passed, but yeah. um, many things have happened. <laughs> it's an eventful wouldn't three it, weeks. Wouldn't it be funny if Paul Thomas Anderson was like, it happens over two days? <laughs> This is my West Side Story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well? I mean, the shorter timeline, to me, almost makes the, like, relationship worse. Oh, yeah. Kind of <laughs> like West Side Story, where it's like, you really, two days, and you're killing people over each other? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any version of this relationship that we're, like, into? Like, like if it would have lasted longer... Like, if he would have turned 16, let's say, earlier, <laughs> would you have been like, all right, yeah, I can see where this is going? No. Nah. It was weird I guess the whole it just made more sense to her, like, motivation of, like, knowing this kid yeah. for so long. Yeah. I mean, the whole... <laughs> Do we want to get into this now? The whole thing <laughs> is kind of insane. And the whole time I was like... I kept being like, well, if this was like a 25-year-old man with a 15-year-old girl, this movie would be so like gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be Badlands, basically, like with Martin Sheen. Like, um, yeah, it'd be like, uh, but it, yeah, it'd be it'd be a lot less, uh, um, I don't know if this movie's tasteful, but I think. Be a lot less like cute and nostalgic and more like that man is a predator. Right. Sure. Yeah. And then I also kept thinking, like, this would be like if I was friends with a 15-year-old right now. Right. And I was like, and that's not anything I want to be anywhere close to. No. I was like, the only people I know that are in high school, I'm related to. Yeah. And I don't even talk to them that much. Yeah. <laughs> only Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the thing, I was trying to find, like, find the nuance. <laughs> like, what's, what's he trying to say? You know, what's PTA yeah. got lodged in the back of this movie that he's trying to, like, hint at? I was like, so it's like coming of age to a degree. It's not knowing where you are in life. 
And I guess she was attracted to how confident he was in what he wanted to do for most of it, even though she was aimless. You know, she was kind of off just trying to figure herself out and not really succeeding anywhere. Yeah, I was waiting for it at the end to be like, this was all his fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) And nope. And that didn't happen. And I was like, wait, are we sure it's over? (laughs) There's more story to tell. Yeah. Because I guess it's that she's immature, right? It's like she... Mm -hmm. Well, and he's mature. I mean, 15-year-old boys don't act like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what I pretty much got from it is she's bored enough and immature enough and like doesn't have anything to do, then he just happens to be um, a 15 year old that has ex- some experience because he's been in the entertainment industry. Yeah, and that makes them uh, a great match for each for each other in that sense. Um, otherwise, it's nasty. Yeah, it's <laughs> gross. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I guess like all the other guys that are like her age <laughs> able to consent um, <laughs> are like suck like the the guy who she brings to dinner mm-hmm. and the i guess they don't suck the one guy's gay but <laughs> yeah. but hitting on her heavily like the whole movie that's <laughs> could have yeah. given her a warning before making her show up to that dinner um yeah i think she would have been cool with it but just a little like i need you to be my beard <laughs> I would have known like I don't know like if if you would have known I guess I'll present the question to the two okay. of you if you would have known at the age of 15 that all you had to do uh, to, were these simple tactics um, at photo day to swoon a 25 year old <laughs> no no absolutely not I don't think I would have either no but I'm not I'm not I don't have that charisma I wouldn't he have has. spoken to a 25 year old <laughs> at 15 yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have even said hello. Yeah, I would, have, I would have stared at my shoes and made like a joke to myself, and I'd then have pushed my bangs to one side and <laughs> yeah, listened to my chemical romance and took an awkward uh, yearbook photo. <laughs> they only took one photo. You're not gonna do just a couple for safeties. 1973, man. You're not wasting Jeez. that much. Jeez, I said that so many times during the movie. I was like, it's the 70s. I think that's the thesis statement of this movie. <laughs> it was like the anything 70s. you feel weird about, anything that like doesn't feel <laughs> realistic. It's like, well, it was the seventies. It was the seventies. Well, and in Hollywood, which bad combo, you know, very weird. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, if this would have taken a place this decade, the movie would have ended when there would have been like the Snapchat footage of the fifteen-year-old and the twenty-five-year-old like talking. Like intimately, it would have been mind. like a James Charles. She, she would have lost her job. Yeah, we would have, we would have had a whole. We would have had a completely different uh, set of events there. Yeah. Um, I was hanging out with a friend I have who's twenty, and he uh, makes me feel like old as dirt mm-hmm. constantly. And I mentioned Snapchat, and he looked at me like I was a hundred. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Are they out? Yeah, it might be out. Yeah, you're not allowed to use it anymore. Yeah, so delete it. <laughs> if you want to stay young. <laughs> I'm very excited to read this log line uh, because I have no idea what it's going to say. Uh, but the it says, <laughs> The story of Alana Kane 
and Gary Valentine growing up, running around and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley, 1973. I mean, she's grown, though. Um... Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> they both run around, but one of them is growing up, I think. <laughs> only, yeah, one only of them's one of them like, is still growing. frontal lobe is fully formed and the other ones isn't. <laughs> Yeah, one of them is coming of age. One of them has come and aged. So yeah, they're... one of them is getting kicked off of health insurance. <laughs> in, a, in like six <laughs> the months. The other one is a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. It was funny how she acted uh, when she was mad at her sisters, the other Himes. Um, and she was like yelling at them and like walking around, following them around. <laughs> she she definitely felt like a teenager in that in that moment. So. Yeah. I it, well, I think the fact that they all still live together because her sisters are older, right? Yeah, and she's the youngest, right? Yeah, she's the youngest. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that makes you revert back to I don't know being younger, but also like I have a sister. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think when you're the youngest of you know a couple or a couple you know, youngest of three, you have yeah, you could definitely revert back to that like I'm a kid, especially when you're living. Um, at home, and I didn't. I knew that um, the sisters were Heim as well. I didn't know that the parents were. Yeah, yeah, it's her whole, whole family. family. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> and her paid. dad was improvising the whole time. They <laughs> didn't awesome. give him a script. They just <laughs> told him what was happening in the scene. That's React. so good. Yeah. And... <laughs> when she walked in with the bathing suit, and he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, apparently that was the first take. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's so cool. When he's playing basketball outside at like 10 p.m. What are you doing, man? Such a dad move. I guess. My dad be in bed. Be yeah. half an hour into his sleep. <sighs> but this movie came out uh, December 25th, 2021. Christmas Day. Christmas. This is a This is a Christmas movie. This is a Christmas movie. <laughs> what were you in... doing, Tyler? <laughs> uh, did we see? No, we didn't see Spider Man. I don't know. You weren't at church. No. Oh, okay. Not anymore. Uh, it was written and directed by. <laughs> Not anymore. Nope. That was really ominous. <laughs> we used... yeah yeah I burned it down. No uh <laughs> Shit. we we used to go to church. We just don't need. Uh, it was written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, it had Maya a bud- Rudolph's husband. Maya Rudolph's husband, yes, of course. Our life partner. I don't think they're married, but oh, true. A budget of seventy-five million dollars. It made twenty-four million. Pretty good for pandemic yeah. times. Not bad. And Not for bad. being a movie called Licorice Pizza. <laughs> it's true. That like the only advertising I saw was just billboards that like had nothing that like. <laughs> Didn't give any clues to what it to was. what the movie was about. It was just like a like a drawn photo of. Yeah, I, I I went uh into this movie pretty pretty blind. I knew there was the age gap stuff going on, and that he, it was like a coming of age movie to a degree. But yeah, it was pretty. Same. I was a little scared it was gonna like, I don't know, turn into like, I like a like like turn and be really dark and like oh. um i was like what type of movie is this yeah like how are like, you about do to... I need to emotionally prepare i was like <laughs> someone's gonna pull out a gun at some point yeah and i was happy that didn't happen although 
Could have used a gun. Could have been interesting. <laughs> What'd you say, Chase? I said it could have used a gun, maybe. Yeah. They could have used... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the, like, there is no storyline. <laughs> I think most people really like it. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard... I feel like I've heard middling things, but it's mostly because of the, like, problematic stuff. Like the age gap glorification and the the Japanese stuff. Oh, yeah, that was tough. I was waiting for there to be some sort of comment on that, but then it was just like, hee hee, funny. Well, like, so Tom, Paul Thomas Anderson did an interview pretty recently where he talked about that, and he was like, yeah, I've seen the internet uh, having a lot of conversations about that. My intention was to make fun of him. Not to make fun of Japanese people. Like there are people in or in Hollywood who are, like I was I was hyperbolizing that kind of man who kind of does this in Hollywood, um, and that was his, so yeah. he said like that was my intent. I guess it didn't come across that way though. So sorry. Yeah, I mean I like I don't know. I feel like it did come across. I was just waiting for some sort of like. Some comeuppance for the guy or something. Yeah, or some comment on it. Like, yeah, I don't it know. just was kind of there and then not talked about. Yeah, because even although I guess he does say like I don't speak Japanese and that was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have like a? Do either of you have like a favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie? I haven't seen a ton of them, so. I really liked Phantom Thread when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I really like The Master. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite of it. It's, and this movie is interesting for me because I think I said this when we did a Bronx Tale. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is like my favorite actor. So seeing his son in this movie um, was a, was a yeah. pretty interesting dynamic. I didn't want, I was like kind of hesitant to see this movie because um, Paul Thomas Anderson has obviously done. Uh, multiple stuff with with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, including the stuff we mentioned in Magnolia, and um, but you know it was interesting to see Cooper Hoffman in this role for sure. Yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah, I too. thought the acting was really good. Yeah, like all around. Yeah. Um, and I like. I didn't I... know it was Philip Seymour Hoffman's son until after I saw it. Oh yeah. I like just did no research on it, and I was like delighted. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job with the casting overall, just making them look like, like it really looked like normal people. Like none of them looked like, well, except Bradley Cooper. <laughs> but like they all yeah. just kind of looked like n- very normal kids. But then we got yeah. the book smart kid. Um, what's his name? He's got a weird name. Um, the other actor kid who was hitting on Heim. Yeah, I like him a lot. Oh, uh, I, I like love him that actor. But I like him a lot. He's very, um, he's very funny. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I thought Alana um, Hyam was so good. Yeah, I'm actually pretty surprised she didn't get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very. I thought she was like she was just so fun to watch. Yeah, and I think that kind of, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons their like relationship between the two of them doesn't like isn't doesn't feel gross. But I think it's because like they're both feel, they're both just like really charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Her first acting role, though. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's crazy. How'd you like the uh, the music video at the beginning? I I liked it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, it reminded oh. me of like the Disney shorts. <laughs> like you're seeing a new disney film i guess is it pixar that does that yeah pixar pixar i was like oh paul thomas anderson creating his own world (laughs) his own cinematic universe yeah but i guess okay there's more there's more things to get through uh runtime right run run runtime runtime two two hours 13 minutes yeah yeah it was long i kind of felt it it was long especially because there was no story and that's tough. <laughs> so yeah, pacing is kind of hard when you're just well. Because the whole time the I was like, I wonder how this is gonna end. <laughs> like, I wonder what type of conclusion they could mm-hmm. possibly have because there hasn't been like a goal or something they've been right. There's no conflict. Yeah, uh, there's no conflict. Yeah, except the inner conflict of, am I gonna fuck this teenager? And that's not even there. I mean. <laughs> That's just in your head, Tyler. It's not in like the <laughs> What do you don't mean? Don't seem, seem concerned. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. She's pretty down <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> She's <laughs> unfazed. I'm so excited to talk about waterbeds at length. Oh, God. It was rated R. Fuck you, Danielle. Um, that was one of the funniest <laughs> lines in the movie. <laughs> She's just talking to her, her sister. And uh, she's like, well, he is 15 or so. I don't know. She had some comeback. <laughs> and Alana just goes, fuck you, Danielle, and walks <laughs> away. Uh, aspect ratio, 2.39 to 1, and a Rotten Tomato score of 91%. Yeah. But the audience score is like 66 or something, or like Ooh. 61. It's a big like disparity between the two, hmm. which is not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a movie for everyone. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. not. Uh, the cast includes, but it's not limited to, uh, <laughs> Alana Heim plays Alana. Uh, Cooper Hoffman plays Gary. Sean Penn plays Jack Holden. I looked up during the movie, is Sean Penn in Licorice Pizza? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Is that Sean Penn? I really should have looked up anything about this movie before going. Nah. Going in blind is the funnest way to watch a movie. The most fun way to watch a movie. Uh, Bradley thank Cooper. Play- yes, thank you. Sorry. Um, Bradley Cooper played John Peters. Ben Safty played Joel Wax. Um, Tom Waits. That's a stupid question. Yes. Who's Benny Safty? Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, got it. Great. One half of the (laughs) Safty. Not Josh Safty. Not Josh Safty. Benny. And I only know his name because of the TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's great to see uh, Benny. With the the furthest side part you ever did see. Jesus Christ. (laughs) On the side of his head. Yeah. The hair in the 70s was bad, at least for white people <laughs> we, it was not it was not going well yeah i mean such aggressive bangs lots of variety though i guess right yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of all length though all length yeah. everyone was going i well. mean so are you <laughs> fair enough uh 
famed musician Tom Waits played uh, Rex Blau um, with his iconic voice. What a fever dream of a scene that was. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, oh, we're in a different movie now. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite violent when he sped off with the motorcycle and she went, bah, right on her back. And also very, very jackass. Also very jackass, yeah. Wow. I think they're the same movie. <laughs> uh, Joseph Cross played Matthew, who I, my heart just broke for Matthew. He was the most sympathetic character in this entire movie. Yep. I wanted to see his Yeah, I want to see that film. story. Yeah. Um, Christine Ebersole played Lucy Ebersole, yeah. Doolittle. The actress funny. who... Uh, who had all these little children. Who had all the little children, and then he hits her with a pillow. <laughs> you think that's funny, you little shit? Yeah. Um, it was good to see Mary Elizabeth Ellis of uh, Always Sunny fame in this. Oh, yeah, she was great. Yeah, I love her. She played uh, uh, Cooper Hoffman's mom, uh, Mama Anita. Also from New Girl. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Skylar Gizondo, my boy, played Lance Brannigan. He was great. Bad hair, though. Terrible. Just terrible. Harriet Sansom Harris played Mary Grady. She was. She had one scene, and I was enthralled. She the agent? Yeah. I loved her. She was crazy. I But I couldn't keep my eyes off her. She was she was really going for it, uh, and then John John Michael Higgins played uh, Jerry Frick, the racist man. So yeah, I don't know. I don't have any notes. I, I, yeah, I told Tyler the first. I I wrote a note and my notes happened. It was just, can I take notes? And then I didn't really. I think the the only other thing I wrote was this kid is a suave motherfucker. Yeah, um, he had moves, man. Yeah. I, you know what? I get it. I'm on board. <laughs> um, um, this movie, Courtney, you, I mean, you said it um, already, but this movie really doesn't have, you know, much to latch onto throughout it um, besides the characters. There's really, you know, um, and there's so many parts throughout it where I thought, well, this is going to be the thing we're going to latch onto and this is what we're going to focus on. Um, like the scene when Gary auditioned and uh, it was clear like a very poor audition yeah. and uh, Maya Rudolph was in the room and it was like clearly like he's clearly uh, and there's all the other younger kids around him auditioning. It's like clearly he's over this and he's too old for this. I thought maybe the movie was going to go down the road of you know, he's over the hill and he can't kind of handle it. And that was kind of gun beer thing. Um, and, you know, I thought we were going to have instances where um, I thought we were going to latch on to Benny Safdie's character. And that was going to be, you know, a greater part of the movie. Uh, but we kind of just kept bouncing around and there really was no great thing to latch on to throughout the movie. And I kind of think that's where um, it kind of gets muddled and maybe even a little forgettable throughout um, but like we said, the acting is really great and the characters are good. So that kind of makes up for it and at least keeps you 
going throughout the two hour plus movie. Right. Yeah, it's like it's not a typical three act structure and there's really no narrative storyline, um, like Chase was saying. But it's like I felt the same way. I was like, when's the inciting incident? Like when are we gonna like have a storyline to like actually pay attention to and, and grasp on? And then it really is just like vignettes. Like we're just seeing like moments in time with these two characters. Um and I think if you like I don't know. Watch it, and you're like, okay, this isn't going to be. A, there's not going to be a story. Mm-hmm. It's probably more enjoy- enjoyable, but I think we're like trained to try to find that story. Yeah. Uh, when we watch a movie, and so it was tough, and I think it does get a little like repetitive, um, because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With them getting back together, or not even getting back together, but kind of like almost on again almost off again (laughs) where they're just kind of in limbo the whole time kind of made it drag and and feel repetitive because it it felt like they were they kept going through the same like the same beats yeah uh relationship wise yeah and i think the movie does really start off as like at least when i was watching it i was like oh this is his story Mm -hmm. like this is gary's story but it's like oh it's really not it's alana's Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, would you say she's licorice and he's pizza? <laughs> See, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the title because um, there's no seventies man, right? But there's no like direct relationship to the movie itself. Like those words it's are named never after spoken. a record store. Oh, I I did look that up. It's named after. There was like a record store called Licorice Pizza because like LPs. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But it's like that, like you were saying, there's like no direct connection well, to the film besides like in that area, era um, in the valley, there was apparently a record store. Oh, I was getting two in my head then because I was trying to like dissect it and I was thinking like, Licorice pizza is just like some sort of wild idea, and mm. Gary keeps having these wild ideas about selling waterbeds and selling. Um, or licorice and pizza are two things that shouldn't go together. Ah, yeah. and neither should these characters. Yeah, that works. So maybe, so maybe she is licorice. <laughs> yeah. She's licorice, and he's pizza. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you know what? Um, what I know they got nominated for Best Picture. Um it didn't get any actor nominations. No, it got um, directing and screenplay. And it just didn't get director nomination. Directing and screenplay and best picture. Yep. Yeah, it only got the three. I'm a little surprised it didn't get like production design. Yeah. Costume design was awesome. Costume designer, well. production design. That's a little surprising. Yeah. Of the three, uh, what do you think it has the best chance of? Uh, screenplay. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it's weird. This movie, like, I enjoyed it. Not necessarily my cup of tea. I think this is a big like, like really like film buffs are like this is the best movie. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't like it, it's because you don't get it. <laughs> Like, it's because you're dumb. Like, you just don't get it. <laughs> I was talking to someone um, 
recently and they were talking about this movie and they're like it's vignettes like <laughs> it's a like, cool to not have a narrative structure like blah 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 and i was like yeah whatever like <laughs> so a lot of articles i've read were like licorice pizza deserves to win best picture it's like well <laughs> all right yeah yeah i i i when i saw this in um in theaters i was very much um uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the vignettes. I, I could say that much, but um, yeah, I never, I never, I never left this movie or thought about it after as this is the best movie I've seen this year, or you know, this is going to be the movie to win Best Picture. I never had that. I never had that that sort of feeling. So, um, like, I was pretty surprised by the Rotten Tomato score, even. But yeah, it's very interesting that this is kind of um, a movie that people are. Are, are putting in that light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's well-directed and I think it's really like pretty. Yeah. And fun to watch. Yeah. That's, that was my, that's probably my biggest like positive towards the movie. It's like, it was beautiful the whole time. Yeah. Well, my mom was like, should we, should your dad and I go see licorice pizza? And I was like, yeah, I mean, no, I like, you're not going to like it. <laughs> like I, you might be like, oh, cool. The seventies. <laughs> like I think you'd watch it and be like I was alive then you know Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna be like they're not gonna enjoy it yeah Yeah. when I was talking to someone else who was like well it was all in his it was it was like a fantasy like the ending and I was like well we're given no reason to think that reason to think that mm-hmm. yeah and they were like well if you've seen any of his other movies they're usually it's like fantasy. It's like, well, I shouldn't have to watch someone else's other movies to understand this one. <laughs> this one, <laughs> add it to the catalog. Yeah, it's like this should stand on its own. Right. I think I think that you know um, we ha- we dove way too much into her world for that to even be you know up, up for the conversation. Like, there's so much involved with her side of it. Yeah, and spend a lot of the movie like when we're introduced to sean penn's character and benny safety's character um a lot of that movie uh a lot of the or a lot of that portion of the movie is through her you know lens and through her eyes so yeah that's and that's like watch. that's like the back half of the movie too it, it kind of transitions from his movie to her movie like as, yeah. as the main oh. character um so that ending is more her ending than it is his or at least it feels like that because we've most recently been following all her stuff. Her. Yeah. And if it's her ending, well, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little less cute. <laughs> also, the um, the mustache guy from the the mayor the um oh yeah campaign. Yep. Blue eyes. Or, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. He, it felt like such a, it felt like there were scenes they cut. Yeah, because no, nothing really went. Nothing happens with him. Right. Nothing got concluded there. They have that moment where, like, it's like really, like, they had the scene um, where they were alone in the campaign office right before mm-hmm. she gets called away to the dinner. I think that's the only time they have alone, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then they have that phone call, which it seems like like maybe they dated before. Or like, 
Yeah, I didn't know their hit. I couldn't figure out what their history was. Yeah. Um, it was just such a weird like that, like part of the film. Like, mm-hmm. was so weird because I was like, is she like wanting to be like in a relationship with uh Benny Safty or with this other guy? Because it seemed like it kept going back and forth of like, well, she's going to flirt with both of these and we'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, what's his face? Gary. Bri- is the guy's name Brian? That sounds right to me. Which guy? The the mustache. Oh, yeah. It's a B name for sure. Sure. It's Brian. It's Brian now. Yeah. And now <laughs> forevermore, it's Brian. <laughs> um. He, like, makes comments of, like, well, is Brian, like, are you talking to Brian? Because mm-hmm. he saw her with him at one point. Yeah, or I just, like, assumed they, like, had talked about it or something. Yeah. And then that whole section of the film, I was like, does she have a crush on Brian or on the mayor? Yeah. Well, I think that's, it's and it was her like, immaturity. Whichever one bites first. Yeah. It's, like, her just being kind of opportunistic, like... Who's gonna who's gonna get her out of her like slump that she feels like she's in? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I that's what I got from it as well. It's just like her immaturity bouncing from whoever was, you know, either uh telling her what you know, but you know what she wanted to hear, how, making her feel how she wanted to feel in, in that moment. Mm-hmm. What would you guys say her arc is? And does she have one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she has one. I don't. It doesn't. I don't think she learns anything throughout this. Because what does it say that she goes back to Cooper at the end? What's it? Gary. Gary at Gary. the end. Because if it's because I do think it's her story, right? Yeah. Yeah. We see him first, which I think kind of makes us think it's his story. But then, like overall, it's. I think it's about her and her journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you look at the poster. Yeah, she's like the center. Um, but then at the end, them like running together and they kiss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like really she changes at all. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that completely, honestly. Yeah. She's like in the exact same place, yeah. Much dark for her throughout the movie. Yeah, and he just and kinda, neither does he. I right. don't think. The only conclusion is that he gets what he wants. Yeah, I was gonna say teaching him a terrible lesson. He gets whatever he wants. Um, I do really like like the opening scene of them when they're doing the like he's getting his picture taken. Yeah. It was like it felt very like uh, West Wing, very Sorkin like banter. <laughs> yeah. That was mm-hmm. a great scene. Walk and talks. Exactly. And there's something like really funny, like and and cute about him, Just like sitting at the bar, like oh yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Welcome to my restaurant. All these people know me." Yeah, he's like, "I'm a, a child. I'll have a soda." Like it's. <laughs> He he kind of feels like a a mob boss in throughout this movie a little bit. Yeah. Like everyone kind of knows him and respects him and he's like <laughs> what's the the guy who owns the restaurant is like Henry. Yeah. 
like like when he comes through, or when she comes, she's there with Sean Penn, and he's like the guy comes through, the owner comes through. She's like she's already here. She's already yeah. here. He's like I don't want any and trouble. The, yeah. The table he's like I want my table. Yeah. It's just like it's <laughs> Mr. Valentine, like, Mr. Valentine, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> no trouble tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It reminds me, do you remember that SNL sketch um, with Jonah Hill and they're at like Benny Hanna? They're at like a thing and he's playing like a six year old and he's like, I'm this many. (laughs) Basically, Paul Thomas Anderson took that and made it into like a more realistic. Yeah. I do love like that precocious kid where he's like, I have a marketing company. Mm hmm. We're marketing yeah. these restaurants. My mom's in charge. Like my mom's my manager. Um, the and I, uh, I don't know. I guess I really enjoyed the first half of this film. It was very like light and fun, and less like. I think the second half gets a little, it's a little dicey. <laughs> yeah, and I like when they went go to New York, the whole plane thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so immediately jealous of each other. Why does everyone want to fuck this kid? Because that what what kid? What, who are you talking about? On the airplane. <laughs> Remember on the airplane? She he's talking oh, to the, the hostess. Oh, the flight attendant. The flight yeah. attendant. Because he's yeah. suave. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Women like confidence. But That's like I don't know. Answer. I don't think, like the people. The people want to like when when Neil Patrick Harris. Was doing Doogie Hauser. You think adults wanted to fuck him? Like, that's probably like a thing. He's probably pretty famous. He was like on an NBC show or something. And he was probably yeah. like, he's probably getting looks from flight attendants, don't you think? I guess, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was dating Alyssa Milano, but. Oh, was he? Shout out to Alyssa Milano. I think so. Um, good for him. Good, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> nice pool. <laughs> I <laughs> um but I think the beginning like does set up this sort of fantasy of like who who Gary is. Like mm-hmm. it does seem like everything he told her, like all the stuff that's kind of you think is like, oh, this kid just is making shit up to try to impress me. Like it's all true. Right. Like true. Yeah. And then like further it's like, well, it's true, but it's actually not as cool as it came off. <laughs> yeah. He's just trying to make his money. You know, he's just yeah. trying to live. Like, he does go to that restaurant every Thursday or whatever, but, like, beforehand, he gets hot dogs with his eight-year-old brother. <laughs> right. And, like, he was in this movie, but, like, he's one of 18 kids that was in that movie. Yeah. And has to fly coach. <laughs> nightmare situation <laughs> um do you think his mom was the one giving him the loans for these buildings that he was pr- procuring to start these he, how businesses? is he signing leases I th- it's gotta be his mom right gotta be his mom it's gotta be the mom it was the 70s kids it was could the 70s that's what this is what i'm saying you get that you could sign leases <laughs> kids, kids could, could have credit <laughs> yeah easy as that it really is easy as that. It was the same. Yeah, you can get a you can get a storefront in Los Angeles as a fifteen. On like a main road. Yeah, main road, a huge square footage. Yeah. 
And the pinball machines? Where do you get the pinball machines? Those are thousands of dollars each. Maybe he is in the mob or something. Maybe. That'd make more sense. Yeah. Than like he Pretty was gross stuff. like a glorified extra. Mob. <laughs> yeah. With nasty, like nasty 15-year-old sex parties. Yeah. Just a kid mob, kind of like West Side Story. They got their little gangs of children running around. Yeah, in West Side Story, 15-year-olds run New York City. Yeah. (laughs) Because they can dance. And in 1970s, they ran LA, apparently. Yeah, it went to the West Coast. But that scene where they are having their little, like, sex party, and he actually makes out with someone his own age. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's just walking around in the bathing suit. <laughs> All sad and high. Drunk is pissed, right? She's just like super. She's high. Like, yeah. Uh, she says like someone gave her weed. Um, I was like, it, I was so uncomfortable that whole sequence. Yeah. And she like peeks into his window through like that. Like, yeah. slit. I was like, girl, this is really messy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, a good look. Much. It's a little much. Also, like, I know she wore that as, like, the advertiser, like, advertisement or yeah. whatever. Again, it was the 70s. It was the 70s. <laughs> but I was like, it's it's been hours. Yeah, you can put something else on. Like, You didn't come to the store wearing that. You brought a bag. Everyone else has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else from the event has, has changed into their street clothes. And, like, you <laughs> Gary flipped children. his vest around to the other side. <laughs> When she was, when they were in New York and they were doing that like press thing, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I'm his chaperone." Yeah. The fuck. I was like, "Gross." <laughs> yeah. It's also awkward. Like, who would who would do that? Who would say that? Yeah, and and also there's again there's 18 kids on stage. Wh- which one? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, cool. Who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good lord. I did love the scene with, I think the kid's name is Lance, the, the character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he was at the Shabbat dinner. <laughs> and he was like, I'm atheist. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. And then she's like, what does your penis look like? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> then you're fucking Jew. <laughs> I was like, what an asshole to be at her family, to agree to go to her family's like, religious dinner and then be like oh actually i can't participate because i'm atheist yeah well especially because you know like he's specifically jewish like he was raised the same yeah you know what this is yeah you know what this means to these people well yeah the atheist conversation should have happened earlier yeah yeah and not in front of her parents truly yeah but also i feel like that's such a like uh, archetype of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. He got shredded, that kid. Good lord. He's getting those pajamas yeah, but he on. He still looked like he was like seventeen. Yeah. True. How old was he supposed to be? I th- I that was a uh, question I was asking as well throughout. <laughs> this movie is about a serial predator. He's <laughs> <laughs> going after young boys. <laughs> He, I assumed that he was older than Gary. I assumed that as well. But if Gary's not, 15. 
this kid could be 16 or 17. Yeah. And she's still like 25. The, kids the, uh, the company or whatever you would call them were pretty range, eight, range, eight, ranged in age. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he could have been um, upper teens. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he was, maybe he was 18. Still not great. I mean, <laughs> that, that age gap is still, even if she's 25, he's uh, Lance is 18. It's still not good. <laughs> Not good optics. No. <laughs> Doesn't look great. No. And you um, run a PR company, Gary. Come on. <laughs> you got to be aware of these things. It's not going to look good. Uh, I mean, him going to the waterbed store. What the fuck was that scene? That was also such a fever dream. I was like, what are we, what's happening? Like, why does so many adults want to fuck this kid? Right, the late, the girl. Yeah. So maybe it is his fantasy. I don't know. Maybe. Everyone wants that to fuck both of these kids because Heim, Heim is getting a lot of dudes. The entire band. Yeah. Yeah. Lord. I don't know, man. What was the deal with the the long-haired man with the 12 on his shirt? Was I think he was a reporter who was trying to uncover the gay um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The gay stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was looking I for thought, gay stuff. But, yeah. um, I thought that maybe there was an event that happened around um, the movie. Like maybe uh, we were getting to um, a point where I thought like the maybe like the campaign office building was going to get like bombed or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where like this real life event happened around um, the movie. And now we're just going to like have that portion of it happen. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like he was probably trying to uncover some things. Yeah. When he um, came into the. Boring about it. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something like that too, like a really big, like dramatic. I think we're all on the same page of like, I was just waiting for like a, for a plot point to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was like, oh no, he just wants some gossip. That's what Haim was feeling too. She was just waiting for life to happen to her. <laughs> and that's what he wanted to make us feel too. Yeah, Mr. I mean, I guess. Mr. Anderson. Um, <laughs> there was some interesting, like her, like the way she spoke it kind of fell away, but like they bring it up in the first scene where he's like, you, you know, you repeat everything you say. Mm-hmm. That felt very like, um, I don't know, like stylized and we like. Yeah, because it, uh, I feel like old, in old movies. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like a cadence. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot in like black and white movies where, especially like when they're trying to be funny or something, they're like, you did it, I tell you, you did it. Like that kind of thing. Excellent. Yeah, put, put me in, Coach. I'm I'm ready. That is that a clip from his girl, my or his girl Friday, or, or <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, but like, yeah, she 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 kind of spoke in that same way, but I didn't notice it. I noticed it a few times, like later on, but it did. I feel like it kind of fell away, like it didn't. It wasn't consistent. Right. Yeah. But it would be fucking annoying if it was consistent. So, maybe. yeah, no, it'd be really 
a down pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you guys like the the fun car chase with just the truck going backwards? That was insane and intense. That was the most intense part of the movie. Was like catch that kid with like a <laughs> U-Haul. Yeah. First of all, shout out to Catch That Kid. Great, great <laughs> film. Great reference. Um, Oscar nominee, Kristen Stewart. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Corbin Blue is in there too, which, you oh, know, man. shout out to the guy. Uh, but great motion picture. And yeah, it was a very, that was like the most intense portion of the movie where it's just like, yeah, we're just going to have, we're just going to have her drive for like four minutes straight. And it's really long. Like, yeah, it's gonna. You're gonna see how long it takes like in real time to get to down get. that hill. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty badass. I thought. I, I yeah, I did like that. Um, seeing a lot. I like how it all started. I like how it started with them going down and seeing John Peters and having to pick him up for uh, gas and then going back to the house. They thought they were gonna be um, screwed there, and then dropping right. them off and again all that it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was it that they were trying to like? Because they spilled water in his house. Yeah, initially fucked up and like they um, broke the water bed or something with a line to it inside of the house. So they were just trying to get out of there fast. Okay, that's okay. and as they were doing that, John uh, Peters was walking um, towards them and got in and drove them back to the house. Got a gas can, drove to the gas station, and they drove back. Fucked up his car <laughs> and then uh, went backwards down the hill. Yeah. Yeah. After he gave them such shit of like, I'm a real man. I have gas in my car. Yeah. Right. And then he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Barbara Streisand really had a waterbed? Is that no. canon? I don't, I don't think so. so. I'd love to interview her about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not me personally, but anyone to just yeah. like ask her these questions of like, how accurate was well, Yeah. <laughs> Did he really wear that white, all white outfit? Yeah. Did he really he have great. a fake beard? Yeah. Oh, the beard was very fake. Super fake. Yeah. Crazy fake. Fun story though. My boss, uh, his girlfriend grew up in that house. Really? That house that is apparently John Peters. Like, yeah. That's like her. the one they used in the movie? Yeah. That she, that's, that's her so childhood cool. home. Um, oh, and, she, cool. and she didn't know it was going to be in the movie. So when they went and saw it, she was watching the movie. And my boss was sitting right next to her. And she grabbed his arm, <laughs> like, really tight. And he was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> and she's like, that's my fucking house. <laughs> like, that's, that's awesome. How that trippy crazy? would that be? I, right? Like, it, it, Bradley Cooper's in your fucking garage <laughs> like, what the hell you call your parents and you're like did barbara streisand used to live <laughs> in our house with a waterbed <laughs> isn't that crazy uh, though that'd be so do you think, surreal do they still make waterbeds they have to yeah someone does waterbed that's um but yeah it happened in lots of places Restricted, I think. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I can't. I don't think you can have them in apartments in case you flood the. Yeah. Yeah. My babysitter growing up had a waterbed. My would, grandma like, growing up had really. A yeah. Crazy. 
Can't imagine. So it seems like a nightmare. To get in, seems like a to get out. Could go wrong. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, my bathroom sink is broken right now, and I don't know how to call maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> so it's staying like that. <laughs> Imagine. I, just, I live in a, I have a small apartment. I just walk to the kitchen to wash my hands. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do. Yeah. It's easier than figuring out how to make a request. <laughs> yeah. Put it in your thing at the form of a request. <laughs> Uh, I liked the audition scene. The casting director said, I'm divorced, but I'm losing weight. And then Gary goes, well, you look great. Well, you look great. (laughs) (laughs) I like that scene a lot, too. I wanted to see... um, uh, um, I was excited to see Maya Rudolph in this movie because of the look she gave in that trailer that was in that scene. (laughs) <laughs> and uh that was it she was just that was she didn't come back and that movie. was yeah that was, that was her whole part <laughs> i thought we were gonna see her again <laughs> yeah yeah i mean imagine that conversation between the two of them it's like i have a part for you you have two lines <laughs> it was more of a cameo you know yeah i guess yeah it's like oh oh i get it <laughs> like for the people who know that they're like yeah, life partners. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how I felt. I was like, oh, <laughs> what's going on? It's Maya. Those two. Yeah. Did you see Spike Jones in the movie? Did you guys see Spike Jones? No. No. Uh, I saw his credit at the end. He was the photographer um, during the um, campaigns in, uh, in the office. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. Huh. I thought it was very funny when they were doing um the interview for the campaign, and somehow now Gary is like a production, like <laughs> yeah. Movie. But when he like yeah. couldn't like he couldn't get the the sound of the shot, I was like, this is every film school production. Yep. Ever. Yep. Been on. It's like, oh well, sound didn't show up, and they took the they <laughs> they took the task cam from the office. So we're fucked. Your shit out of luck. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah, no, the actors knew the call time, but they they're not coming. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, that was maybe the most believable part of this film. <laughs> yeah. That he couldn't get that camera to work. Working on film though, too. Oh yeah, oh, a nightmare. Yeah. Truly. What is he? What is he gonna do? Reel to reel. Just get new, like a whole new reel. Just fucking throw that one out. It's useless now. Well, and that he was like, like that's a big deal campaign, right? Seems like he like has it, yeah. offices, like yeah. big city, whatever. And then he's like, no, I'll hire these children to do my. <laughs> I assumed, so I was like, oh, Alana got him work. <laughs> Ugh. That waterbed business. I Like, I couldn't, I was like, this is so insane. Yeah. Don't buy a mattress from a child. <laughs> and trust them in your house alone. Yeah, that was crazy. 
These four kids. Also, the fact that those two kids were in the back of the truck for so long. Yeah, it was the 70s. They just like opened and they both were like passed out. Yeah. <laughs> with got <their> concussions. <laughs> just like none of that shit's tied down. Yeah, no, they were sitting on beanbag chairs. Oh. A nightmare. So dangerous. Yeah. She looked so confident, though, driving backwards down that hill. She she had the intensity of a master at work. Yeah. In her eyes, you know. I knew I knew they were gonna be fine. Cause she had yeah. it. She had it. She yeah. she she had it. You believed in her. I yeah. mean, she's an adult. Truly, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That is also um, fair. Although I couldn't do that. I wouldn't even try to drive one of those cars. Yeah, it was super. Yeah, it was, impre- it was impressive. It I, was I, impressive. If I if it were me, I would have braked a little bit more. But um, because <laughs> she was going fucking forty five down that hill, <laughs> I would have. I mean, I would have pumped it a little bit. You know, I would have. Honestly, if it were me, I wouldn't have vandalized that guy's car. Yeah. You don't think? No, especially because he seemed kind of insane. Right. Like, he was going to kill your brother. Like, he would. He'd do it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I didn't. I was like, why are you doing this, Gare? (laughs) Like, what are you trying to prove? (laughs) What's going on, Gare Bear? Gare? What are we doing here? He's four. Um, He's 15. I did think the whole, like, uh, uh, gas stuff with the war. Yeah, very timely of the I, well, yeah. of the time, you know. Uh, I thought it was very interesting because I was like, oh, I, you know, didn't know any of that happened. <laughs> yeah. Went to public school. I was like, oh, that's fascinating. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, but then I was like, ooh, is this going to turn into a war movie? Right. Yeah. I see. I just didn't know where <laughs> it was going imagine? the whole time. And it was like, Gary gets drafted. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be a great move. You're like, oh, you want to act like an adult? <laughs> Come on. Click, click. Get oh, strapped. Lord. It just turns into like across the universe. Show you what Relicorish Pizza is really about. <laughs> that was my fear right. for this movie, though, that it was going to be like this, like, ooh, look, it's these kids in the 70s. And then all of a sudden it's like, and now one of them got, you know, like ran into Jeffrey Dahmer and now it's this movie. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> not emotionally prepared. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. But also, like, would that have been a better movie because there would have been some sort of, like, plot? Yeah. I think it could have had that, and I don't think that it would have, like, it could have, like, like we'll, we'll use your example, it could have had the Jeffrey Dahmer plot, and I don't think that that would have taken away from the movie we got. <laughs> I don't think, I, I think it would have been fine, honestly. I think that we could have had that in there and worked it in some way have it still make sense if we want the 25 year old and the 15 year old to end up together at the same time we could still do that but we could just switch out john peters for jeffrey dahmer <laughs> yeah 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 i mean because like the the number of 
plots we go through that are like their own little arcs because of all these vignettes. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, just throw it in there, man. I don't know. I want to just can't find him for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this movie would be a 10 out of 10 if Barbara Streisand just showed up. Was actually in it. Yeah. But it would have been 70s Barbara. Barbara Streisand or an actress playing Barbara Streisand? No, I want the real thing. CGI. Okay. Yeah. I, I want them to do what they did to Nicole Kidman. The- <laughs> I want them to Irishmen her. <laughs> Mark Hamill in the book of Boba Fett. They just yeah. Gonna- not a lot of emotion, but she'll be there. Mm-hmm. She can only move very slowly, like like fucking Batman. Can't oh, I think neck. Barbara could still could still dance and like. I think she still got would it. Would we want to see that? Is that what we would want to see? <laughs> just like a dance break, like she just they just gave her a full like number, or we're like, hey, do funny girl. <laughs> <laughs> she just like went for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would want if I were in charge of this movie. It would have been all about Barbara. <laughs> I wish I would have taken more notes, but I felt like I was being rude. I know. I feel like we're probably leaving a lot out. Not really, though. Not really. I mean, the motorcycle thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Them running towards each other. I was like, I don't really get the... What you're trying to say? I don't get the metaphor. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, they keep running back to each other. Maybe we didn't speak on that happened very quickly. Um, was Gary's arrest. Like That happened oh, very yeah. quickly. Oh, yeah. The fuck? Um, kinda, and then... Um, she popped up like, uh, or she ran to the police station, and um, they, I guess they profiled him wrong, and they just kind of like let him go. Yeah, um, that was a strange sequence for sure. Said and said nothing. They just unhandcuffed him and left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because they don't want to <laughs> take any responsibility for it. So right. They... Well, and also back to the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, they were talking about someone like a murder. Yeah. No, it's not that guy. There you go. Yeah. But then she was like, she was like, come on, leave. Like, get out of there. And I was on Gary. Like, I would have done what Gary did. I was like, no, I want to talk to someone and ask if I'm allowed to leave. Like, I don't want to. Yeah, because it started very late, right? It started with, like, they thought he had drugs. And by the time they were in the car, someone had, someone someone was dead or something had happened more severe. I think it's. <laughs> You're going to go to I jail. Think... That one cop was like. <laughs> I think it was like we were supposed to think it's because his friend was getting weed. Right. But it was yes. actually they mis- mistook him for a murder suspect. Yeah. Which is so much more Crazy. insane. While he was just like at. A thing. At an he, event. He's, he, yeah. When did, did this kid go to school? No. I mean, he did because he got his picture in the yearbook. Yeah, but it seemed like he was taking off days like every other day. Yeah. Maybe it was the summer, but like. Oh yeah. When do you take your pictures at like the end of the school year though? Whatever. No, I don't know. Yeah, doesn't matter. I don't think 70s. so. Seventies. It, <laughs> it was the seventies. Oh, also, I think it was uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. Made a cameo as a uh, monster. <laughs> yeah, as Frank. Oh right, right. Oh. yeah. What a guy. What a hero. 
I love, love him. John C. Riley. Also in a bunch of Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Yeah. yeah. He showed up at a at a comedy show I saw. Oh really? Hell yeah. Yeah. He just like wa- they were like, Oh yeah, John C. Riley's here and he like walked out. And I was like, What? That's fun. Um Yeah, he seemed very cool. But I guess he's just showing up places. Turns he out showed up on set. Yeah. It's like, hey. What's up, they man? were like, hey, we're gonna paint you green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news. Um, with the murder thing, I, like, uh, and him just kind of like being there for a second while she like, come on. Um, I felt like it was um, uh, shock. Like he he just like didn't yeah. he couldn't like move for a second. He was like, what the fuck just happened? I almost went to jail. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. <laughs> I'm like, I would just want to find an adult and be like, can I leave? I would have wanted to <laughs> cuss the fuck out of that cop before I left. Like, oh, yeah. as he was uncuffing me, I would have been calling him every swear word I knew. I think then you'd get arrested again. No, you can't get arrested for swearing at a cop. But he, you have to threaten him. Back on. Yeah, threaten him. It'd be causing, um, what do they call it? Um, like civil um, unrest or something. something. Yeah. Yeah, something. yeah. We were inside. I wouldn't use my outside voice. We were inside. We're not civil right now. We're indoors. We're not in the town. Ex- explain that further. No, I can't. <laughs> you can't arrest me we're when alone. I'm inside. Turn <laughs> around and explain. No, I see. Okay, I my what I meant is like we're not in a. I can't create civil unrest if there's no civility around me. If there's no people and things that I can and disturb, I'm not disturbing disturbing anyone if no one's there. You're disturbing that police officer. Yeah, well, he can fuck off. He tried to arrest me for murder. He did do that. He did try to arrest him for murder, and then tried to sweep it under the rug by uncuffing me and saying nothing. Piece of shit. You know what? You're right. I take it back. <laughs> um, I take everything back. You're right. But <laughs> I'm running for him and then him running to her <laughs> after the motorcycle thing. There's a lot of running. They ran miles. I mean, maybe a mile. Oh. It was so much running. <laughs> Throughout the movie, they were running. They were always running. Yeah. yeah. And again, I don't know the metaphor if anyone wants to. Well, I, th- I thought it. Uh, I mean, no one I... listens to this podcast, but if they did. Sure. Right in. They could <laughs> write in. Tweet tweet at me. Save the post office. Send us a letter. You figure out the address. <laughs> Technically they could email us, but they could. Yeah. I don't know that address, but um it's It's for the listener to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> Telling them would be too easy. <laughs> um, but I, I maybe it was like they they kept running back to each other like they kept being yeah no i get that but what is it it's like oh it's okay they're drawn to each other yeah, yeah. i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess if this movie here's my ideal ending for this movie mm-hmm. we flash forward 20 years they've got kids it's the 90s oh they're all you know wearing flannel and um, the brightest colors, like, like almost fluorescent. No, I'm doing like grunge shit. Oh, grunge nineties. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. listening to Nirvana, and they're like, oh, right. 
Um, and then they see each other again. La La Land style. He's running. Yeah, he's running a place called Gary's. She's with another guy. Um, he comes in. He's playing the piano. They're both running. They think about what their life could have been like together. There's, a There's like a really beautiful sequence. fantasy sequence where they're dancing, and we see what would have been. Yeah. No, I think I think now he owns that restaurant he goes to every night. Whoa! Henry died. Gave it to him. Yeah. Wow. And then and then she walks by. He's playing piano. And she's hanging with a different 15-year-old. Because <laughs> she's a predator. <laughs> I don't think she's ever going to change without intervention. She's fucking 40. Yeah, she's 40. Um, no, but it's the 90s. They see each other again. And they've both been married and divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's losing weight. He's losing weight. <laughs> and then they get then they get back together. Then and you're like, oh, they're both adults. Yeah, yeah. I would like that ending. Or maybe she has a 15 year old now, and she goes up to Gary and is like, hey, my bad. You like <laughs> this the way this looks. <laughs> you like the way this looks. <laughs> She's like, hey, I've realized now I made a mistake. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And now he's addicted to those cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Six packs a day. Yeah. The way he um got the cigarette out of the pack was cool. Is that just how, how you're supposed to do it? Smooth motherfucker. Wow. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, am I just dumb? Is that like how you're supposed to get them out? I always see people tapping cigarette boxes. It looked like a prop, though. It looked like, like came out so perfectly. I don't know what that does necessarily. Does it move? Uh, it. Well, as as someone who uh, as someone who used to smoke cigarettes heavily, shout out to uh, shout out to being in a fraternity. Um, <laughs> Tyler was also uh, in a fraternity. Yeah, but- pack up, pack up those cigarettes. Basically, you turn them upside down, pack them up tight. Gets all the nicotine, tobacco in there, nice and tight for you. So. Uh, oh, nicking on it, you know, gives you nice, you know. Yeah, I did not know. Little that. buzz, John, increase. Pack your cigs, people. <laughs> Great advice. Okay. <laughs> well, because it was like, he just like ripped a little, I guess they weren't his, but yeah. like holding it and then it like popped out. Yeah, he just kind of whoop and it popped out. Yeah. It's very smooth. Very smooth. God, Tyler and I are so lame. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do cigarettes work? <laughs> I've only seen them in the movies. <laughs> I've heard, I don't remember what I was reading, but like someone was talking about smoking uh, like set cigarettes, like prop cigarettes. Mm-hmm. There's no, obviously, because that'd be fucked. Uh, there's no nicotine in them. There's no, it's it's not a real cigarette, like at all. Um, but it's like essentially like grass, like actual, like just like fucking herbs and shit. And apparently- oh, so it's healthy. N- no. Uh, but it's not bad for you either. Uh, but it's apparently it tastes fucking awful, like terrible. Yeah. Um, so a fun, a fun thing to think a of when when you're watching a movie and you see someone smoking a cigarette, you're like, they're having a bad time right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was a uh, AD on a like short film in Chicago, and we wanted the um one actor 
to like vape. And so we like had a we had a jewel we bought a jewel. <laughs> we had it there and but we didn't buy any cartridges because we didn't want him to actually vape because right. he didn't. It was cold, it was October. So we got like like tried to it was like a whole thing of like trying to get like cold air like, to look yeah, like smoke. Cold, cold air to look like smoke and then to um like do stuff in post and we just like couldn't do it and the makeup <laughs> um makeup and hair woman was like i mean i have a like jewel cartridge if he just wants to actually vape but i like <laughs> he like wasn't supposed to inhale it it was just supposed to like be like he was surprised and it all came out like, oh, like a yeah. big puff came out or whatever and so he ended up doing it and it was fine but we were like and in five years we'll find out <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this was his downfall and it was all our fault yeah this was He's also gateway. like up in a tree, <laughs> just vaping. Good lord! I did like that scene though, where she was like, "You're not cool. I'm cooler than yeah. you." She's a child, right? That's I, that is yeah. exactly like that is a one of the most perfect scenes to show like how, just how immature she is. She's acting like not even a teenager in that one. <laughs> She's acting like a twelve year old in that one. Yeah, his um, his one on one dialogue uh, to me is. I love it. Um, Phantom Thread, um, a lot in the Master. Um, there will be blood. His one-on-one dialogue is is really really great. I love love watching that. I wish there were more scenes like that in this movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. I liked whenever it was like the two of them sparring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why like my favorite scene probably was the first scene when they meet. Yeah. And it was all downhill. Yeah. Destined to fail. I did like this movie. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> Especially compared like, to the other things we watched. Or we've watched for Oscar season thus yeah. far. Yeah. This is like if out of the three movie this is the third movie we've watched. Mm-hmm. Who would you give best what best picture to? Oh my god. Right now. Uh out of I our mean- three. Out of the three, which are this, this one. which are yeah, don't look up being the Ricardos in this one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like pizza for sure. Uh, where are you? I didn't get to listen to your "Don't Look Up" episode. Did you guys uh, both? Are you, you both not did not enjoy that movie? Yeah, that is I I hated it. <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah. Of the three, I would say that's probably my favorite of these three. I would probably say "Don't Look Up." Oh really? Yeah, my sister uh, texted me about it because she saw that we didn't like it, and she was like, "Really? Like, so?" A lot of people, not a lot of people, but a few people who have talked to about that movie have been like, "I loved it." Yeah, I was like, maybe I was just in a bad mood, but I <laughs> when I watched it, but I yeah, really I enjoyed it. it. Um, I saw a lot of. Um, I saw that most. I I I had seen more more people. I, um, than not, I guess more that I probably know personally that um, didn't enjoy it as much. Um, but I love a, I love a ensemble. I'm a sucker for an ensemble. And it was a good ensemble, good gathering of people. Mm-hmm. Um, Courtney, do you want to get into rotten reviews? I guess. See what the people thought of this one. Sure. <laughs> This is from Kim Ki, Kim Kui, I don't know, um, from five days ago. Oh, my. Yeah. 
I fell asleep fairly early. Thank heaven. Pointless drivel. Husband said those are two hours he won't get back. Not worth the money or the time. <laughs> I like that she didn't watch it. <laughs> Gave a review of, to a movie she didn't see. But she said people still need to know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep, but it's still terrible. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. I saw five minutes of it. Uh, she gave it one star. Wow. One star. I wonder what the, was the one star for the five minutes she saw? <laughs> Probably the, that she got to get it in a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. One star for production design. Mm. Um, this didn't have a name. Mm. No one's claiming this. Right Anonymous. Now. Anonymous. This is from February 14th, 2022. Zero stars. Cannot believe this movie got a high rating and an Oscar nom. Really? Who in the heck promoted this film and who profits? Listen to me. Pass, do not go. And if you do, I'll say I told you so. Ooh, a little poet. We got a little poet. I think uh, this person's single. (laughs) Is a person that's on Valentine's Day. They had the time to go to Rotten Tomatoes and say... This is what right. I. This is what I'm doing today. Yeah, right, they went right. to a to a romance movie. Technically, gross. On <laughs> on Valentine's Day. I don't like classifying this as a romance. <laughs> I, it is what genre would it be? <laughs> the um, period comedy. The, well, it's not a genre. Coming of age, is I it? guess. Yeah, coming of age. Period comedies. Sure, it is. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh. Holmes and Watson. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Period comedy. They're pretty good. They're pretty close. They're pretty good. They probably have, uh, no, they have, diff- they definitely have different Rotten Tomato scores, but they are definitely period. But comedy. they're the same. Mm hmm. <laughs> this is yeah. I, again this is just artsy jackass all right <laughs> yeah of course um yeah but this review made me laugh because it was like <laughs> i'll tell you i told you so <laughs> like this isn't facebook yeah <laughs> no one can respond to you can't reply and then i do i love that it says zero stars and then the score says half star half star because you can't, I get it. It's you can't technically get, give it zero stars. Possible, but it's the, the comedy of zero stars, half star. Half star. I love reviews. I love reviews that say that they would give less stars if they could. Is that yeah? That person's just you know what that person that person's just passionate person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other body. If I could give this negative stars, I would. <laughs> so, All right, man. They mean business. What Oscars do you think it'll win out of the? Out of its three. Out of its three, or yeah, or what do you think it should win, even though it's not nominated for it? Hmm. I. I think it'll probably. Well, if it's gonna get one, I think it'll probably be screenwriting, screenplay. Uh, but I would probably give it, of the three that it actually got nominated for, I would probably give it directing over same screenplay. I thought it was way better directed than it was written. I think it's less likely. 
Yeah. I yeah, I agree too. I think it's less likely to get directing because there's such a like well best picture usually gets. Right. You think best Steven director. Spielberg should get best directing? Yeah, I think there's a good chance. Yeah. That's kind of how I saw it. I I thought um Spielberg might get best directing. Um best picture might go to drive my car. Um what I don't, I'm not sure what uh, is all up for screenplay off the top of my head. I mean, I've heard uh, Belfast is really great. I've heard Belfast and Coda mm-hmm. are really great. I haven't seen either, but I'm excited too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd like to see Coda as well. I've heard, um, I've heard good things about that. I think, I think Nicole Kidman's probably gonna win for. What's it called being the Ricardos? Yeah, really? That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I think she deserves to win, but I think she <laughs> she will. Um, I want Andrew Garfield to win for Tick Tick Boom, and I think that's like kind of likely because it's the only nomination that movie got. Hmm. Right. And I feel like it's the most like talked about right now. Yeah, like- performance wise, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's had a he's had a big swing since um, like November. Really, he's yeah. had a lot of buzz since then. That has really died down much. Yeah, between Tick Tick Boom and Spider Man, he's in the yeah. people's eye. Well, it's also why I think like Kristen Stewart could win for Spencer because that movie's kind of yeah. snubbed. Um, besides her performance. So I think those are always more likely to get a kind of give them like a shout out. They're like, sorry, we didn't give you all the stuff. <laughs> but here's the one. That's usually like, that's kind of why I think Licorice Pizza might get screenwriting because screenwriting is also kind of a throwaway. Not that I think it's a throwaway. <laughs> um, but like, but. I think that award is usually like a, you did great. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, especially for nominations. So, in terms of nominations, I think it should have gotten. I think uh, production design, costume design, same. Um, cinematography. Probably. Cinematography. I I saw that um, Paul Thomas Anderson was one of two cinematographers on this movie as well. I saw that too. Yeah, um, it was him. Uh, and... I wonder if the other cinematographer would agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what or if he just put his name on it. <laughs> yeah, what what what's the threshold? What's the point yeah, at I which think you he become put it, yeah, a... he put his name as a, a DP, I think. Um I mean I know I know Paul Thomas Anderson is very technical. He he um Yeah. He knows his way around the camera. But what did we think? Ch- Chase, what did you think of this movie? How many Oscars out of ten would you give it in our ranking? Um I would say watching it, you know, uh, I think I enjoy, I enjoyed the vignettes. Um, but like Cordy was saying, mostly throughout this, I think that the movie definitely could have used a, a storyline um, to, to to like nail us down throughout the movie rather than just kind of like holding on to the characters. Um, but that being said, I liked the performances. I liked how it was directed. Um, I like Paul Thomas Anderson movies and not all of them have you know, something specific going on. Um, and, and as this falls into that line, I think it, you know, is probably um, 
at the bottom end of those. Uh, but, you know, as a 2021 movie, I enjoyed it. So I'd give it 6.5 Oscars <laughs> nice. out of 10 Oscars. I think it's there you go. Yeah. Courtney, what did you think? Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything Chase said. I think if you go into this being like, I'm just watching a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Like if you go into it being like, I'm not here to see a story. Um, it'll probably be a more enjoyable experience. Um, but I thought it was really fun to watch. Like I laughed a lot. I had a good time. I left the theater not being like angry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the relationship at the center of it is insane. And I, I would love some, (laughs) I'd love some clarity on it. Um, yeah, I'd probably give it seven out of 10 Oscars. Um, I think it's it's just really fun to watch, and I think the acting is really great. And I think Alana uh, Heim should have gotten an Oscar nomination. I think she's great. Yeah. But then again, it's like she doesn't do anything. Like, there's no story. Like, <laughs> So it, it does kind of make sense. Yeah. Would like to see her more, though. Yeah, I'd love for her to do more acting. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. Yeah, especially if it's... I feel like she would fit well in this kind of, like, indie indie movie kind of space. Indie, sure. but also huge, big budget, well, big time director, <laughs> who's backed by. But it MGM. feels indie. <laughs> um, uh, do you think the other Heim sisters were pissed that he wrote this <laughs> specifically for her? <laughs> that the character's name is Alana. Yeah, uh, I don't be. know. He, they, he, he's had a directing relationship with them as a band for a while, right? Yeah, and he's known the family, I guess, for a long time. And I guess the their mother, who was also in the film, was his mm-hmm. art teacher or something. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, he's directed well, a lot they, of high music videos. Yeah. They were just too old. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that would be insane. <laughs> right, yeah. They are yeah. just a little too old for the story to work out. <laughs> I bet they're both just like checking their emails constantly. Like, where's my script? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But I guess I'm probably the highest on this movie. I had a really good time. Um, I I feel like I have all the same kind of uh, concerns, <laughs> uh, both in plot and in concept. But uh, I I I really at the end of the day I I was like ooh hell yeah I I really enjoyed that. Um, for, and I think for the same reasons as you guys, I think the acting was incredible. I thought the directing and cinematography was incredible. And just like, I don't know, like just the overall vibe of the kind of living in LA in the seventies felt really real and very, well, I think I had, it had a lot to do with ca- the casting as well. I think they all felt like real people that could have, you know, been around during that time and fucking selling mattresses and stuff. Uh, so I'd, give, I'd probably give it an eight. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Slice of life. Uh, I listened to an interview or like a podcast with um, Greta Gerwig talking about Lady Bird. And it was that DGA director's podcast. Have you ever listened to that? Mm-hmm. And it was her and Ryan Johnson 
um, and he was asking her about like what it was like to do Little Women as a period piece, having just come off of uh, Lady Bird, and she was like, well, it was kind of the same, because I treated Lady Bird as a period piece. Yeah, Lady Bird set in like 2007. Early 2000, Sacramento, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to hear her talk about how she like uh, treated it the same way, like as a as a period piece, even though we don't think of it as that long ago. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see how those vibes kind of. Yeah, that's really interesting. Were the similar in this? Lovely bird. Lady Bird's so good. Fuck yeah, dude. Greta Gerwig. Lovely. I'll watch anything really she does. Yeah. And and Little Women. Oh, we. That's uh, 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 a couple different instances. Uh, I think that's the last movie. Maybe not actually, but I definitely cried at that movie in theaters. Uh, uh, oh yeah, on soft. two separate occasions during the movie. Yeah, um, it was a, that was a rough one. Um, <laughs> shout out to Gigi. I'm very excited for her uh, Barbie movie with Margot and um, is it Gosling? Yeah, yeah, because there was like a scheduling thing where they had one guy playing Ken, and then it got switched. Yeah, they've had like four different actresses attached to play Barbie at this point. Oh, so because it was like Amy Schumer, and then it was Anne Hathaway, I think. Now it's Mark. Yeah, um, I'm very excited, uh, but I, I love her as a writer and director. So I'm we did great. Lady Bird, or not Lady Bird, we did. Little Women on this podcast. It was just a love fest from the <laughs> two of us. Yeah. <laughs> no complaints. For real. <laughs> How many Oscars would you give Jackass? Honestly, probably like a nine. I thought. Okay. Because I, 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 I was enjoying myself the entire time. Like there was no... There was no story, obviously. It's a jackass movie. There's no thread that we're following. Yeah, it's vignettes. It's it is vignettes. And um they were all fucking hilarious. I was I was laughing my ass off. And then there was some drama every once in a while, you know, the pogo stick. Oh my situation. god, that was so upsetting. And I, the <laughs> and the bull. I mean the bull. Yeah, the bull I thought was really funny. That was my like Biggest Jeez. laugh was when he came out of the hospital and was like, "But did the milk stay in my hat?" Yeah, he was he was just concerned about if his magic trick got pulled off. I mean, I went with my friend, and when we walked out, she was like, "There are more dicks in that than Euphoria." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Great, great observation." Yeah, yeah, I fucking yeah. love that movie. I oh wow, give time. it. I'd maybe give it like five Oscars. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I don't think I'm the the like uh, desired audience. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Very different ratings there. <laughs> yeah, but I think it makes sense. Yeah. I liked it. Didn't love it. Yeah. <sighs> That's not on our Oscar. <laughs> Honestly, list. it should be. It should. Yeah, it should get some kind of nod. The thing they did with the well, it came out in in the new year, so oh, yeah. maybe next year. Maybe next year. The thing they did with the like locking them in the basement with thinking there was a snake <laughs> was snake. really great. <laughs> well, it was fine 
until you've realized that the door led them into just another fucking into a worse situation (laughs) then i was like fuck this is so good yeah god oh how convenient you found a door (laughs) must it must lead to safety yes uh that movie did make me realize like oh i just i hate pranks i think I don't ever want to be pranked. I don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. I wish um, the reason it's a nine and not a ten is because I wish there was more Eric Andre. Oh, yeah. He was fun. Yeah. But he was in like two scenes. Like, okay. Did you watch his Bad Trip movie? I didn't, but I wanted to. Um, It's streaming, right? That's a good supplement for it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think it was um, right to Netflix. So if you yeah, like Eric Andre and oh, okay. definitely like uh definitely like that movie. Oh yeah. Sure. I heard it's like it's it's got pranks like Jackass, but it does have like a through line. Like they are telling a fictional story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because um I it, it came out I think last year, but it was filmed a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um so it was like before like Lil Rel and Tiffany Haddish were more famous than they are so like the pranks were actually able to go over and work out pretty well yeah um so yeah check it out yeah i love Lil rel howry he's yeah he's hilarious (laughs) but yeah i think we did it guys yeah i think we nailed it i think we crushed it (sighs) and we did settle on alana's licorice and cooper is pizza yeah yeah, I yeah. Think that's... and they shouldn't go together. Okay. Right. okay. Yeah. Very good. Got it. I'm set. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, the film school, like, don't. um, what? Don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Swear to God, that is immediately where I was going. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. siblings can fuck, but ages we have problems with. God damn it. Tyler Robertson. It'll never end. Nope. Did you did you do what you did you go back? Did you go back and listen like you said you were gonna? Who me? Did I say that? Who you, yeah. Yeah, no, I I I, think I black out while we're recording this podcast. I have no memory of anything I say. Hmm. And somehow I'm the one saying. No, you really as as Chip put it, that was the hill you decided to die on. <laughs> I did. You very aggressively said it's been that if twisted. <laughs> that you can, it's been twisted. Uh, fuck your adopted sibling. God damn it. Hey, no anyway, one, no one forced you. That was that came from your mind. <laughs> I think it actually it came from your heart. <laughs> Original thought. Well, Chase, thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah as always. I'm happy to be here. Uh, this is cool. Um, I'm glad to, to do to do the movies with you guys always. Hell yeah. Well, and Chase has his own podcast. Uh, a number. I do. Um, I do podcasts and I produce podcasts. Go to uh, the Cheap Seats Network. Go to youtube.com slash plenty of seats. You'll find some cool stuff. And, you know, we're all over the apps and <laughs> yeah, we're all the stuff. Hell yeah. um, 
and the uh and the sounds the podcast platforms everywhere so check those out and you do your own like film reviews yeah i review movies too um i like to uh review some of the newer stuff um as i told uh courtney and tyler i recently went through a move so i haven't been uh watching too much but um yeah i'm reviewing new movies all the time so uh check out that stuff i've seen a lot of cool stuff already this year so yeah people can follow you on socials at brown chase right twitter and instagram that's right both of those are correct thank you heck yeah dude uh you can follow me and courtney tyler's new groove court l hull yeah don't worry about it you can follow the podcast at film school to fm on twitter instagram and tiktok still doing it (laughs) oh yeah still out there Oh yeah follow me on tiktok uh talk for life hella into it real tiktoker (laughs) now hell yeah you showed up on um Emily's uh, for you page. Thrilling. Let's go. If you if you watch Sister Wives, you're gonna like my TikTok. Yeah. Okay. All sister right. Wives content. What's <laughs> lots of Sister Wives content? Uh, sis- <laughs> sister talk? No, because that's just sisters. Sister Wives talk. That doesn't really roll. Off the yeah, tongue. it turns out not a lot of people are on Sister Wives TikTok. Not getting a lot of views for those. Uh, yeah. Not yet. I'm just Not trying yet. to. I'm just trying to find. They say you just need sisters. one viral video. It's all it takes. You just need yeah. one. You just need one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But until then, and cut. And cut. Uh. Hell yeah. Crush it.